0: So as we continue our current series on compromise, today we are going to talk about one of the forces that always operate against children of God and make us to compromise. So we are talking about Satan and his kingdom working in the lives of godly people. You know, sometimes we tend to ignore the devil, but devil is real. Devil is real. We at times think that he doesn't have control over our lives because we are children of God, but we feel it when he really tempts us. He tempts us to make us to compromise with certain things as we live on this world he did that for his level best with our Lord Jesus Christ he wanted to tempt him to compromise he in fact he wanted even to kill him kill Jesus before you know he was stripping the strength or the power of death at the cross we read that in Matthew chapter 4 so let's turn our Bibles to Matthew chapter 4 Verses 1 to 11. Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 to 11. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, afterward he was hungry. Now when the tempter came to him, he said, if you are the son of God, command that these stones become bread. But he answered and said, It is certain, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Verse 5, When the devil took him up into the holy city, set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, If you are the son of God, throw yourself down. For it is written, He shall give His angels charge over you, and in their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Jesus said to him, It is written again, You shall not tempt the Lord your God. Again the devil took him up on an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, all these things I will give you, if you will fall down and worship me. Verse 10 says, then Jesus said to him, away with you Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God, and him only you shall serve. The word of God says, Jesus was tempted to compromise. Jesus was tempted to compromise, but he never compromised. Jesus never compromised listening the voice of the devil. What are the areas Jesus was tempted to compromise? Now that's what we are going to focus today. Temptation number one, as we read in verse 4, verse 3. Now when the tempter came to him, he said, the first temptation came to Jesus in this way. If you are the Son of God, command that these stones become Bread. If you are the son of God, command that these stones become bread. Verse 4 says, but he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. You know, that was the setting there. The setting was Jesus had fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. And obviously after the first fasting, he was hungry. Now Satan came to Jesus, the tempter came to Jesus and he said, If you are the son of God, command that these stones become bread. And Jesus said, Man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Satan was tempting Jesus to compromise. Satan told the identity of Jesus Christ, he told, You are the son of God. You know, he, was, he just threw a challenge there to Jesus. Can you imagine Satan coming and standing in front of Jesus? And he was just challenging Jesus, saying that, If you are the Son of God, if you are the Son of God, he's just throwing a question there and a doubt there, you know, as he used to do every time and even today. He's just throwing that there in front of Jesus and he's ta- challenging him, If you are the Son of God, make these stones to bread. Satan even today he recognizes our identity. He knows that we are children of God. You know with our identity he tries to gain our attention today. Satan knew very well that Jesus has power even to change even to you know to make the stones into bread. He had no doubt about the authority and power Lord Jesus had. He knows his ability and he knows he is God. He can do it. That was not the question. Even today, Satan knows our abilities. He knows our talents and he knows even the God-given gifts in our lives. And he knows that God has given us abilities, God has given us talents, you know, for the purpose of serving the living God. But Satan wants our abilities and our talents and our gifts to be used for a wrong purpose. And you know, in this, we easily compromise, you know, when if our motives are not right. You know, many times God, many times we see God wants to use us for his glory, but then when our motives are not correct, we see that Satan plays a role there, you know, bringing in compromise in our lives. So, first of all, Satan was tempting Jesus to compromise his motives. Satan was tempting Jesus to compromise his motives. He wants us to compromise in our motives, our intentions. Satan knows that if he can deviate us from our motives, he can gain good control in our lives. He knows that you know, if he can give a little bit of direct, you know, diversion in our ways, in our intentions, in our, in our motives, he can very easily make us ineffective for God. You know, that's why compromise on our motives, we need to be very careful. Compromise, making compromise in our intentions, we need to be very, very careful. Satan is using this as a mighty weapon today in Christianity. You know, when someone becomes popular, maybe in the the, the God-given talents in music, singing, leading worship, even preaching, you know, Satan throws these stones on their way. He doesn't really stop them from doing it. He doesn't really discourage them from doing it. All that he does, he changes their motive. He changes their motive. You know, for example, until this point of time, someone was singing and playing for God's glory. Now he started playing for money. Who did that? The devil brings the thought in him and he changes his motive. He makes him continue to play, but he changes his motive with the wrong motive. Until now he was singing or she was singing and praising God. Now she started, you know, longing for the applause of the people. Initially she was just worshipping and adoring and giving praises to God and leading people in worship and singing. But now they started doing things for the applause of the people. Until this point of time someone was leading people in worship in order to bring them in total surrender before the throne of grace. But now, she may be doing it with a different wrong motive. Maybe she or he is trying to promote one of his or her new album released. Maybe with the wrong motives. You know, Satan allows us to do it, but all that he does, he plays a role there. And he makes us to compromise in our motives. You know, Until this point of time, he was preaching to draw the people to the cross. Now he started pre- preaching to please people. With the wrong intention, with the wrong motive. Until now God was using him to perform signs and wonders. But now he started doing it to gain power, position and even popularity and money and many other things. You know when God starts using it, God is expecting us to do those things with an intention of bringing praises to God giving glory to God. But Satan plays a role there. The intention of Satan standing in front of Jesus and asking him to change these stones into bread was to change, give him a wrong motive of doing that. Satan he doesn't want us to stop doing things for God but he challenges, he changes at times our motives. So he came to Jesus and told him, if you are the son of God, you have power to change these stones to bread. For the wrong purpose of satisfying his flesh. Obviously we see the setting there, he was so hungry and Satan came there in the right moment and he said, you make the stones into bread so that you can meet your need of satisfying your flesh to quench your lust, the lust of the flesh to feed the craving nature of the flesh and you can think about it Satan is doing the things there and it looks like it's, it's true and it is real it is needed at that moment but the intention is changed towards meeting or satisfying the need of the flesh the atmosphere there was conducive we know that because Jesus was so hungry you know. Taking fast for 40 days and night. You can imagine how hungry he was. You know at times that happens. That comes on our way. We feel that it is right to do. We feel that it is right to do. Because we understand everything is. We are in that situation. We feel probably this is the right thing to do. We even say that we you know We prayed about it. And we feel that you know. That's what God wants us to do it. Probably God is telling me to turn these stones to bread. It's what God is speaking to me. God is telling me this is the right time you need to do it. Just speak a word and the stones will turn to be bread. You know at times we go by the circumstances. At times we go by what is feeling good to us. But that doesn't really tell us the motive of doing things right. That doesn't really tell us. So what really tells us, it is always, every time, 100% the word of God tells us what is the right motive. What is the right motive so that we will not compromise. Jesus said, yes, everything what you are saying is right. I am the son of God. Yes, it's true that I am hungry. I have the ability to even make these stones to bread. But I don't do it. I don't do it because the Word of God says man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God so this is what Jesus said Jesus said you know there is a problem and that problem needs a solution but you are tempting you know you, you but you are tempting to arrive at the solution in a wrong way with the wrong intention with the wrong motive But Jesus says, my intention is not that what you're talking about. I'm sure my father's intention is also not that. I cannot compromise in my motive. I came for a purpose to this world. I will not deviate from that purpose that God has set in my life already. You know, enemy is very good. In throwing these stones on our way, He brings that, you know, urgency within us. He, you know, we feel that it is the right thing to do and it is the right thing, right, you know, time to do. We also feel that at times it is the will of God. When such temptations come on our way, we need to keep that in mind. We never do things to meet the needs of the flesh, we never do things. To meet the needs of the flesh. It may be different things. It may be money or it may be something which can satisfy us. We need to be very careful. That's where we fail. If we compromise in that aspect, we just end up in satisfying our flesh. Just one flesh. Because what of God says in First John 2.16. What of God very clearly says, let's read that scripture. First John 2.16. First John 2.16 says For all that is in the world The lust of the flesh The lust of the eyes And the pride of life Is not of the father But is of the world Or it is but is of the devil Lust of the eyes The pride of life And The lust of the flesh You know when such temptations Come on our way we don't do things to meet the need of our flesh. The first temptation the word of God mentions in First John 2.16. The lust of the flesh. If we do that we just you know, end up in compromising to satisfy our flesh. But Jesus didn't satisfy his flesh. He said, he said man shall not leave by bread alone. And he said every word that comes from the word of mouth of God is so important. We were trying to satisfy flesh, our flesh, but then Jesus is trying to say that. It is now your flesh is not important. You need to start feeding your souls. You need to start feeding your soul. I'm not really worried about feeding myself, my flesh. I'm worried about how do I feed my soul. Jesus said it's not time really to make bread and eat. That's what exactly Jesus said there. It's not time to make bread and eat. It is time to feed your soul. It is time to feed your soul. You know, today we heard the testimony that Kishan's family is sharing with us. You know, they are so rich in the word of God. How? Because they allowed themselves to grasp, to gain, to receive, to listen to the word of God. You know, because only God's word can continue to nourish our souls. Otherwise we feel so dry and we feel so weak. We don't have strength. Only word of God can bring. Jesus knew that very well. And he said, word of God says so. Man shall not live by bread alone. Jesus said, it's not, as I said, it's not time to, you know, make bread and eat bread. It is time to feed. So in this life, God has given to us on this earth. If we live just to feed our flesh, God is telling that, that's not the motive of you being here on this earth. If we continue to do that, if we continue to do things that can feed your flesh, God says, you are already compromised. Jesus is asking us to feed on to our souls with his word. Temptation number 2 from Matthew chapter 4. Now the setting has changed. The devil took Jesus up to the holy city. And set him on the pinnacle of the temple. And now Satan is speaking. Now Satan is telling to Jesus. And what he is telling now. Verse 6. And he said to him. If you are the son of God. Throw yourself down. Throw yourself down. And he adds something else to it for it is written he shall give his angels charge over you and in their hands they shall bear you up lest you dash your foot against a stone. Now Jesus responded to the devil and he said it is written again you shall not tempt the Lord your God. Jesus said, it is written very clearly that you shall not tempt the Lord your God. Now if the first compromise was compromise in our motives, I would say the second compromise is a compromise in abusing or misusing God's word. Second compromise is misusing God's word. Now I wonder was it an attempt to kill Jesus? Asking him to jump from such a tall place So some of the compromises when the devil brings in our lives, he brings it with the with an intention to destroy our lives to destroy our lives Again Satan is saying you are the son of God. Come on. You can do it You are the son of God. You can do it. You know instead of getting an encouragement from the people of God now, you know, Jesus is getting an encouragement from this from Satan You know, that happens even in our lives. When, you know, when devil is tempting us to do something wrong, at times, you know, we are encouraged by the devil and his company. He's telling Jesus, come on, you can achieve that. You can do it. And Jesus is standing in the pinnacle of the temple in a tall place. I believe it's the tallest place around that area. And here the temptation comes, not from anywhere else. The temptation comes from the word of God. Can you ever imagine God's word tempting us? The temptation is coming from the word of God. Satan quoting word of God. He shall give his angels charge over you. And in their hands they shall bear you up. Lest you dash your foot against a stone. So Satan is quoting a scripture. And that's where the temptation comes from. God never tempts us with his word. God never tempts us with his word. It is always the devil who tempts us with God's word. God never tempts us with his word. It is always the devil who quotes the word of God and he tempts us. You know that's the reason we need to read, we need to study, we need to understand, we need to interpret and we need to apply scriptures in the right way. And if we fail to do that, we end up in compromising with the word of God You know when Bible teaches certain things It all depends, you know, how do we understand those things Some examples, for example You know it is demonic to grow fire in front of us And walk through the fire, maybe you get burnt or you know, don't get burnt Or you die or you don't die But it is demonic, quoting the scripture, for example Isaiah 43-2 When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned It is not from God, God is not trying to tempt us by throwing the scripture there It is devil who is trying to do that It is demonic, you know, allowing to be bitten by poisonous snakes And dying instantaneously or not dying It is a temptation from the devil And they quote Mark 16 verse 18 You know, devil is the one who tempts us using the word of God. And he is using the word of God telling Jesus to throw himself from the tallest place. God never tempts us with his word. It is the devil who always tempts us with the word of God. And these scriptures you know, in the word of God, they are not written there for us to try it out, to see whether it works or not. You know, that's where devil takes people into an extreme level and he encourages people to try it out. You know, there are churches out there, they play with the snakes. There are churches out there, they play with the fire. And they try to do worship all with all these things. These are all demonic. These are all demonic. Devil is trying to compromise, make children of God to compromise to the word of God. And Jesus was tempted to compromise if we continue to listen to the voice of the devil in those areas you know he will make us to compromise with the Word of God and you know what Jesus never compromised because Jesus never sinned he never tried to prove that he was son of God he never tried to show that angels can come and bear them, bear him up in their hands Probably it was possible that Jesus could have commanded his angels to come over there. Angels would have been there, right there. But he never tried to do. He never tried to prove. He never tried to do that. That he was a, you know, he was son of God. You know, today, as Christians, as children of God, we need to be careful. You know, we may think that, you know, we are children of God. We may think that, you know, we can pray. We pray for ours together. We speak in tongues. We give God more than everybody. And God may be listening to us. God can listen to us and he can answer our prayer. You know, and that doesn't really tell us that we can do whatever we want. We never want to compromise and misuse by misusing the word of God. We need to understand the word of God. Correctly and we need to understand the word of God correctly and interpret the word of God and we need to apply wisdom We need to apply faith We need to make sure our motives are set right and then we need to quote the scripture and then God we need to ask God and God will answer our Prayer now if we do that with the wrong intention. We don't see God there at all That's where Satan is tempting Jesus Christ to do it if you remember the third commandment Exodus 20 verse 7 You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain For the Lord will not hold him guiltless Who takes his name in vain What does it mean We cannot use the name of the Lord We cannot use the power of God We cannot use you know, God given abilities and talents In order to prove something else God is expecting us to set our motives correctly, rightly Devil throws things at our way and he is making us to compromise, misquoting or misusing the word of God. Temptation number three. Let's move on. Now the setting again changes here. Verse 7. Jesus said to him, it is written again, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. And verse 8. Again the devil took him up on an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory and he said to him all these things I will give you if you will fall down and worship me then Jesus said to him away with you Satan for it is written you shall worship the Lord your God and him only you shall serve.'" the first temptation was to compromise in our motives that was due to the lust of the flesh The second temptation was to compromise, abusing or misusing the word of God due to the pride of life. The third temptation was to compromise in worship. He was tempting Jesus to compromise in worship due to the lust of the eyes. I'll come to that in a while. The third compromise was to make Jesus to compromise in worship. Instead of worshipping God, worshipping the creations of God. You know, can you ever imagine a creature asking the creator to worship him? Can you ever imagine once he was a worshipper of God, now asking God to worship him? You know, devil can bring us to such a position and he can even make us to worship him without our knowledge if we are not awake. And God is expecting us not to compromise you know, with what the devil brings on our way. devil showed him all the kingdom. He took him to a high place in the mountain and he showed Jesus the entire kingdom and its glory. Now, If you remember Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, they were standing in front of the same devil... If you remember that story, they were standing in front of the same devil as he was asking them to worship him. The offer made was there was very attractive, the position, power, and money. The, but the punishment was, you know, torture in the fire. And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they responded saying exactly what Jesus said. What Jesus said, we worship the living God. Do not tempt your God. Worship only God. They exactly said the same thing to to King Nebuchadnezzar. They they said, we will not worship. We will not worship any, any other form of God. We will worship only God. Now, devil is tempting Jesus to bow before him and worship devil. But Jesus was saying, do not go away from you. Go away from me. You shall worship the Lord your God. But today the devil is trying his level best to make people compromise in this area. You know, The first temptation we saw it was the lust of the flesh. And second temptation was the pride of life. And I believe the third temptation is the lust of the eyes. You know lust of the eyes will bring us even to a level there we will end up in worshipping the devil. I will give you some examples. Now many Christians compromise to this trick of the enemy. Just give you some examples. Lust of the eyes. Desire to own whatever we see which is not ours. Desire to own something which is not ours. Neglecting the presence of God by setting our minds on something else. Loving someone more than loving God. Affection towards work, studies, family, parents, children, more than the love we have for God—they all examples of the lust of the eyes. The motivation of acquiring property, the motivation of acquiring wealth, great wealth, popularity to satisfy the flesh—you know—it all comes into our lives. A sin, a fundamental sin by name, lust of the eyes. Devil showed Jesus all his kingdom. And he made them so attractive to Jesus Christ. And he asked him, I will give you everything, all that you see. Bow down before me and worship me. At times devil knows that he cannot make us to bow down before a statue or an image. So so he brings things on our way. And they seem to be so attractive in front of our own eyes. And that's where we get caught up with the fundamental sin called the lust of the eyes. Instead of worshipping God, devil will tempt us to worship people. Instead of worshipping God, devil will tempt us to worship family. Devil will tempt us to worship husband, worship wife, worship children and parents. What do you mean by worshipping children and parents and you know family? Giving importance, more importance to them than God. If I start loving my son and giving him priority more than what I give to God, I end up in worshipping him. How that comes? It comes through the lust of the eyes. It may not be through our eyes, it may be through our minds, Something which gets into our lives. That's how devil works. Matthew 10.37 word of God clearly says, He who loves father or mother more than me, Is not worthy of me. Matthew 10.37 Matthew 10.37 He who loves father or mother more than me. Is not worthy of me. And he who loves son or daughter more than me. Is not worthy of me. God wants us to set our priorities right. God doesn't want us to get caught in this fundamental sin called the lust lust of the eyes. So the devil can make us to worship something else which is not God. And Jesus is saying. If you continue to love something else more than me, you compromise in worship. So today all that we need to ask is what is the idol that is standing in front of us that we are not able to worship the living God. The devil showed the entire kingdom to Lord Jesus Christ and he asked him to worship him. But Jesus said, Jesus never, never compromised for all the demands of the devil. Let's close our eyes this morning and ask God Lord help me to find out that something that is standing in front of me which is so attractive Lord help me to identify that something that is in front of me that is so attractive today and that's where the devil brings distraction in my spiritual life and he's always showing that in front of my eyes and he's asking me to worship, to adore, to give priority, to give importance, maybe our family, maybe our job, maybe our studies, something that is we consider that we consider that's more than more precious than God. The first temptation was to compromise our motives. The second temptation was to compromise, bring compromise by a misusing God's word the third temptation was to compromise in worship and I believe God doesn't want us to compromise to any one of these God wants us to be careful in these areas as the devil brings this on our way I believe this morning God is talking to us I believe there are areas in our lives that God wants us to set those priorities right So that we will not please people, but instead we will please God. I believe God is speaking to us this morning. Shall we just listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit and tell him, Lord, the same temptation came to Jesus Christ, but he proved himself sinless, sin free. He never compromised. Lord, there are many forces operating in my life. Help me, Lord, in the midst of all these pull and push here and there. Father, help me not to compromise by listening the voice of the devil. Help me, give me deep understanding in the word of God. So that, Lord, I will not misuse the word of God. Lord, help me to identify the which is something which is so attractive in my life. That always I get carried away by those things. Lord, the devil is not allowing me to set my mind upon you. This morning, give me your grace. If you can ask God this morning, I'm sure God is here to give you that strength. From those areas that you are struggling through. Precious Heavenly Father, we thank you for this morning. Thank you Lord for speaking to every one of us Lord. Same devil who came to tempt you. And I believe, we believe that he is around us today tempting us and pulling us into those areas and he is trying to make us to compromise those areas of oh God. This morning give us your grace so that father we continue to leave for your glory. We will not fall into those pitfalls that enemy is Lord, trying to make us fall down. This morning give us your grace and continue to bless us O oh God. We give you glory in Jesus name. Amen. Amen.